We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard a house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah Sean's assessment of the chugging beer that I chose tonight. Not good. Not good. Couldn't, Not good. Couldn't get it all down. We don't need this. Go ahead. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the live version of the Last Call podcast a few hours late, but we're here regardless, giving you quality content on every Friday. I'm your host, Aaron Thompson. Alongside me, as always, are my co-hosts, Nick Warner and Sean. So, uh, title of this week's stream is uh carb day is a national holiday care to explain what carb day is uh it's a national holiday <laughs> fair enough <laughs> well we'll get into that in a second this is the podcast where nick sean and i attempt to drink six beers in 60 minutes while doing the podcast each beer does have to be at or above five percent alcohol by volume i've noticed i've started doing like the captain morgan um, like a lot when i'm talking and stuff i don't know why it's just kind of a comfortable thing that i'm Put doing that but... knee up there get the knee up yeah, I show off I, the legs. There is a little. That's a little high for you. There we go. Look at that thigh. I don't think you can see it. Oh, yep. Yeah, there you go. You see it. All right. Yeah. So, all right. Carb day. What is uh, what is carb day? Because you guys had a full day before this podcast, didn't you? <laughs> we are exhausted, wiped, but we're here and we're excited to be back. So, carb day is the last day of practice before the Indy Five Hundred, which in Indiana, it's all we have. This is like our thing. Can, can I make one quick comment? Yeah, you you sound it. a little hoarse. Like you were like I, yelling after the cars. Yeah, cars, cars. I get, I get very excited about yeah. fast cars. You're a little, little hoarse tonight, I've noticed. It's, it's kind of weird because I just, I as I was speaking to the mic, I was like, whoa, uh, uh-oh. Uh oh, we're losing it. We're losing them. <laughs> we're going off the tracks here. So, but yeah. carb, carb day is the last day of practice for the Indianapolis 500. So it's the Friday yeah. before the race, which is on Sunday. Sunday, yep. Sunday, um, day before Memorial Day. Um, it's it's a fantastic weekend. Probably my I, I consider my Christmas. So you you took today off, obviously, if you went to yeah. Carb Day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then um, far better than being at work. Oh, I so, so I did I did Carb Day last year and it was it was a lot of fun. It was a little rainy last year, which wasn't was. super yep, fun. Was. Uh, how was it this year? This year, Beautiful. spectacular weather. Weather. We showed up and it was I don't know fifty five sixty degrees. It was right at like fifty five sixty. Yeah. Had had a hoodie on. Phenomenal. Perfect. Sunny. Little light breeze cool you off. I mean, we we got out there. We grilled. We had some drinks. We had some some cornhole, some uh, can jam, a little bit of everything. Hang out, listen to some music. It's awesome. The cars went fast. The cars went fast. We drank and had fun. And I mean, t- it's it, like I said, it's just cool because it's like a bunch of people take the day off, have fun, enjoy it, enjoy the great weather, just be together. I will say, so I have done Carb Day where we drove in last year. That that was fine. I don't know that I will ever drive in to the infield of the Indianapolis 500 again. I've done that one time. In the 500 it, itself. Yeah, the yeah. day of the race. If you drive into the infield, prepare to be there. The, any like that's the, that's the unfortunate thing about. So like for people that don't. Oh god, embarrassing. Uh, Sorry. Amateur wow. hour. Sorry. Uh, for people that don't know, the race has roughly a quarter of a million to a little over 
of people there. So I think the highest recorded ever, 8,500, had 335,000 people there. So it's an absolute ton of people. It becomes the second largest city in Indiana outside of Indianapolis, just a little offshoot of Indianapolis. So the traffic getting in and getting out is just an absolute nightmare because you have so many people funneling into one spot that it just makes it almost, you know, you're sitting there for hours to go two miles. And like everybody's parking in the neighborhoods around the area. And I remember last year when we were trying to get out, uh, we didn't go into the infield, but just out of the parking lot that we were in, it was unbearable because the police in this race has gone on for how many years? A hundred and hundred eight running. This, this is the hundred. This is the hundred and seventh running. Seven, the hundred and seven skipped a couple of years for World War Two, but yeah, a hundred and seven years. You would think the police in Indianapolis would have this thing routed down nope. to perfection. No, they so do much. not. They Even have no- today. It was a little bit of a pain to get into the infield from when, where we were going. It still took a considerable amount of time man you th- you would think they would plan all year just have a traffic planner just think about this stuff but i digress I, i'm sure it's like harder than we think but uh, man it is because like know. the infrastructure has to support it and i would honestly i would just hate living around that area during this time because like you can't go to work you can't go anywhere else because you, you like there's just it's just locked down traffic everywhere I mean, you got to believe that they're making good money on selling their front yards as parking lots. Though. Oh, dude, if you're Airbnb, your house, you're making phenomenal. You'll you'll pay a half year's mortgage in a weekend. It's like it's insane. I People mean, will pay top dollar just to be that close to the track. Yeah, if you could just walk across the street because there are houses virtually across the street from. Oh, the they're racetrack. all around. I mean, th- this racetrack. I mean, it's huge. It takes up. The majority of, the, of a neighborhood is so big. My There's, great-grandma had a house that was a street off the track, and, like, it was always a big thing. We'd go over there and, like, hang out and see all the people filtering in, filtering out. Like, it was, it was just kind of a – the whole area gets into it. Like, if you're around the track, like, you you know, you know you, you've gone to the race, you've been around the race. Like, it's kind of a – that area knows it. But I would also agree, like, if you just moved into that area not knowing it, you'd be very frustrated with, you know, walking in there and be like – what the, this whole fucking week i can't leave my house because yeah. there's just a billion people here and i think we talked about this last week but it's two and a half miles around yep. there's nine holes well not there's a full golf course but how many holes are inside the track three three yeah. three holes of golf inside which i still find to be dangerous because last year at carb day it, it's it would take a hell of a shot to get a golf ball onto the track yeah. but people were oh. playing rounds of golf during I could slice it in there easy you could do it oh, during 100%. you could do it but during carb day they were playing during carb day and i'm yeah. like who let this happen you would think that that would be off limits nobody's doing anything but not one caution I'm, I'm just there. I'm <laughs> not, not one golf I'm ball just, i'm just waiting for that one i'm like all right i need him to win so i'm slicing into it oh oh no it caused the my golf ball. like who's calling four on that the guy who gets the golf ball or the crew chief I four don't, i don't think you can hear four over the car i yelled it man i'm sorry <laughs> you, you walk on you you walk out you onto the a track special headset every time you walk out there so all the drivers hear it four he said he said it he said it we should have known <laughs> walk out onto the track play it as his lies the hey. guy the guy got hit by the golf ball flipped his car upside down sorry guys i'm playing through Sorry, real yeah. quick excuse me i gotta spike it off this all right so let's get to this brew review as uh we do to start off the show we're a little bit late into the show to do it but let's do it sean you brought brew review this week what do we got oh so i was incredibly lazy with this one it was a last minute thing um but we've we've seen the the brewery before prairie artisan ales we've had they had a 
big hit with slush and then vape tricks. This one I purely just picked on because I, I like the can, and it's a it's called Seasick Crocodile, and it's a crocodile chasing Santa Claus. Um, it looks like you already got a bite out of him on the can. This is an ode to the Grinch. Yeah, I, I, w- I would say it is probably. crocodile. But it's a sour ale with cranberries, ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg. And I can tell you, you can taste the cinnamon and the nutmeg after yeah. you take a sip. Oh, yeah. This, I feel not that anybody truly enjoys a nice warm beer, but this seems like a hot cider that I would drink next to a fire at Christmas time. 100% agree with that. Yeah. That's that's and, a really good way of putting it. And I kind of figured that when I picked it, but I just like I said that it was a funny can and a funny name, so I said I'll pick it. So like, but overall, yeah, I would agree. This is much more of a wintertime adventure than now. So like for me, it's probably like a six-two. Yeah, it's it's a solid beer. Again, very seasonal. I, I might pick up a six pack and just hold it till Christmas because I think this would be delightful around a fire. But like the cinnamon nutmeg does, but like I'm it's making, very. But strong. now I'm expecting like, oh yeah, we just had Christmas dinner and like you know there's ham, there's turkey, you know, something like that. But yeah, not, not May. Uh, I'm gonna give it a five eight. What would like, you give like, it if it was in season? In season? Because yeah. it's out of season, I, yeah, a little biased. So it's better yep. than that. I would say eh, it's a 6-2. Yeah. It, it, like, it, it's a solid one. I'm just give, knocking it a few points because it's the middle of summer. Yeah. It, it's not even the middle. It's like the beginning of summer. <laughs> so same thing. Had I had this been in, in season, I probably would have given it like a 7. Probably 7-2. That's fair. Uh, I give it a 6.3. Yeah. Yeah. 6.3. All right. That gives us an overall average score, last call podcast score of 6.1. Untapped converted score of 7.62. We're a little low. We're being a little low, but it's very in season, right? That's that's the in season score. That's what we're going with. I'm not a big winter person. I very much like the summer. Yeah. I think I've never wanted to be winter more. Because like I I this you beer, want to drink this right now in the winter. I want to drink this yeah. right now in the winter. Like I wish it was winter because I would enjoy this beer so much. It would more. be a good winter party beer. Yes, but yeah, like I said, it was purely the can's funny. It has great can points. You know, we it's great. But other than that, yeah, I would agree. Like overall, it's it's fine. Do, you might even be able to mix this in with some other stuff, like for a party punch or something like oh, that. Kid deadly. I'm no, just yeah. saying, <laughs> trying to kill me because this is six point three percent. So still will sneak up on you, but. Yeah, I would agree. Like, you could probably put it with some cider. And then you're going to be a seasick crocodile. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't want that. All right. Well, let's get to the uh, quality content. I saw somebody in our chat put quality content in quotes, so appreciate that one. Um, Superman, coming in heavy with a chat. Appreciate you. All right. So I have a couple topics that I wanted to get to that we haven't gotten to. And so I'm going to let you guys pick. We're going to do kind of a... um, That one. That one? That okay, one. That one. Let's do that one. So we can talk about um, conning people out of money. Oh. We can talk about um, the Writers Guild strike. Okay. Or we can talk about a crazy sports story that I had that I've... No, keep going. That I've never heard anybody else come remotely close to having this. I Conning people out of money. I want to hear this. Okay, let's start with conning people out of money and see where we go from here. All right, so uh, a couple weeks ago, I know it's an older show on Netflix, uh, Inventing Anna. Okay, started 
started to watch a show called Inventing Anna on Netflix, and it's about a fake German heiress who conned people out of millions and millions of dollars, lived this high society lifestyle in New York, and finally it was found out that she was just committing fraud left and right, conning people out of money. She was close to buying an $80 million. I could have the numbers wrong. I think it was, I thought it was something ridiculous like that. 80, Jesus. It was for, it was like maybe the building was 40 million, but like her entire fraudulent scheme was 80 million, something like that. It was, it was tens of millions of dollars and she was found fraudulent, went to trial, did all that kind of stuff. So it's based on a true story. And uh, it just got me thinking, this is not the first time you've heard a story like this. Fire Festival, Billy McFarlane, Elizabeth Holmes, Elizabeth Holmes, <laughs> yeah, the FTX guy, uh, Sam Bankman Fried, or whatever his yep. name was, right? How easy is it to con people out of hundreds of millions of dollars? Well, it because it seems easy. Then I'm just saying we're not doing it very well. <laughs> we're we are not. We, we are very bad at it. But I just got to thinking, like. You hear about these stories, like this fake German heiress that just came out of nowhere, right? She wasn't rich at all. Like, if anything, she was middle class. She <laughs> just shows up in New York and all of a sudden is hanging out with all these high society types with a ton of money. And everybody thinks that she has money, but she keeps conning people out of money. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, I'm sitting here going like, they make this look so easy and i'm curious not that any of us know but how easy is it actually because how are how are there this many stories of people conning people out of money i think it's it's honestly those type of people just do not care and are okay with it where as i would be a person or at least i feel like i would be a person in that situation where I would feel so bad about it that i would not be able to do it like i would not be able to screw somebody out of money like I, but here's a good story. I had to get my air conditioning recharged in my truck because I replaced a part on it. I called the place. They gave me a quote. They said it's thirty dollars to check, make sure the AC holds or the, that I can hold a vacuum. After that, it'll be a uh, it's one hundred fifty dollars. That thirty dollars gets rolled into it. And I said, okay, that's fine. We'll do that. I go there. AC holds or the vacuum holds. They're like, okay, we'll recharge. So I'm like, okay, $150 out the door. I go to check out. The guy goes, that'll be $230. I'm like, no, no, it's not. That's weird. That's weird. That's not what you told me. And he goes, oh, well, I was like, how did you get there? He goes, well, it's $30 to check the AC and then $200 to charge it. I was like, no, that's not what you told me over the phone. Well, who did you talk to over the phone? I said, I don't know. I talked to somebody five minutes before I got here. I was like, you need to figure out who that is. But it's like those, it's like a, it was like a Jiffy Lube, some place like that. Those people are, it, it, it's scummy. Like, but they're okay with doing that because people don't know any better. They are okay with paying it. They just did, they don't realize they're being scammed. So, but so I just couldn't be that person that was doing like scamming somebody. So you think that if you had, lesser morals it would be easy to easier to do like 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 100 like that's that's step one is to just have no morals i think committing any kind of crime means you have lesser morals like overall like it's it's, when you have no inhibitions on like actually doing the right thing yeah it's pretty easy to do the wrong thing but do you think it's yeah it's easy to scam people out of small money like how tactful do you have to be to scam somebody out of like FTX, like hundreds of millions of dollars or 
even tens of millions of dollars in this particular case with the inventing Anna story. I don't really think it matters about the dollar amount. So like if I told you, like if I, you know, if we were to put you guys on a hidden camera and some old lady drops her wallet and then a thousand dollars falls out on the ground, are both of you going to give her her wallet with the money back or are you just giving her the wallet back? No, I, I'm giving it with the money back. So that's the thing. It's like those people that would scam people out of hundreds of millions, they would take the money, but oh, here's your wallet. Like I don't think that I don't think the dollar amount matters like at all. Like it's it's purely just are they able to just be a good person in general, and they don't do that. Like it doesn't matter if it was two dollars or anything like that, or hundreds of millions. They're 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 like oh yeah no it's 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 money that I can get that's mine. But I I think there is tact to it to a degree to get access to the people with that amount of money because a thousand dollars falling out of somebody's wallet on the street is one thing versus. Hey, this person has tens of millions of dollars that I can scam them out of. I mean, it's, and it's, to get access to that person, I feel like takes a little bit more tact or skill. So, like, part of me thinks, but like Billy McFarlane and his whole fire festival thing, like, I, how did he get access to the money? I know he started a business and then he sold people on that business, but he had a great way of connections and connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Was it? Was it that or is it, you know, I don't know much about his past, but like mommy and daddy, like, did they know people? So a lot of these people also I see over and over again that do this shit are like, they've come from family that has a lot of money or it has a, more than a substantial sum. So like maybe they're not tens of millionaires, but like mom and dad made three, four million dollars. So like they, they, they are a very different echelon of a lifestyle versus like, oh, this is just some guy that grew up dirt poor who knows what, you know, food stamps is like, you don't see too many people doing that. It's more of like a well, I've been kind of rich my whole life and mommy and daddy know these guys and like they trust me. So like they'll give me the money to do this. I have this idea. And then like they kind of funnels that way. It's like it's more about who you know. And then like Mm -hmm. if you have the pedigree of like I'm from a somewhat reputable family, then that's kind of how it rolls with it. You there's very few times I think that you see someone that comes out of the woodworks from no one knows who they are. They're like never heard of that guy. Don't know who the fuck he is. We're not going to throw a hundred million dollars at his company because but no, if oh my dad's worth you know two hundred million himself. We'll, we'll toss him 20 mil that's fine he could probably start something and like you know if he's anything like his dad that, that'll balloon up and we'll see our investment but that's exactly what the inventing Anna story was she was poor coming from she was actually Russian said she was German came over to New York and just kept saying that oh my father could pay for this or my father could do that and like actually she all of her credit cards kept getting declined but then she kept like borrowing money from other people to pay she had a like Ponzi scheme going she kept saying, oh, my father could do this. And that's how she got the investment. She's like, oh, my father will send this over. She kept saying, talk to our banker, talk to our finance guy. But she was using a voice changer and talking to all these people as if she was an older German man Yeah, through this voice changing app. So, again, there was some like cunningness to what she was doing. Yeah. But again, how do you go from poor to showing up in New York and just having all access to these people and then conning them out of this type of money what I mean, is, a lot of it's fake it until you make it right you're you're gonna act the part and just get into that circle and who knows what opportunities that opens up to you remind me about the elizabeth holmes story did she have a certain background or was it just like a, a pr- over promising and got the intention of investors or she falsified stuff what, what was so her? so she was a big follower of um um uh shoot who's the uh apple 
uh, Tim Cook or no, Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs. Huge follower of Steve Jobs. And, uh, you know, he was a dropout of college. And she went to college as well. Had a pretty good circle with... Um, so she had some political connections um, through family and everything. and But she wanted to be this dropout. And so I, she dropped out of Stanford after like her sophomore year. And that's what all the smart all this, people do. Um, notoriety. Exactly yeah. I mean, and that, that's what she wanted to play the part of it. Right. And so she got all this notoriety of how she was too smart and dropped out and wanted to start the business and didn't need to do this, whatever. Didn't, didn't need the school. She was already well on her way. And so she had a big following because of that. And the press built her up and said, oh, she's doing great things and all this and that. Essentially got all of these, you know, congressmen, all these politicians and got a huge backing that blew this company up and had claims of what it could do. And it was this great technology that was going to be able to analyze everything within a drop of blood. They could tell everything that's going on in your body. And it was just like, Technology that was so far advanced, but in reality, it was all smoke and mirrors and that it was horrible. What was ever going on? It was like, it was so um, um, unethical. It was unbelievable. And eventually the smoke and mirrors goes and the mirrors shatter and you're done. They look. It's, yeah, a lot of it too runs with like how you, it's like you've she, she did. She faked her deep voice too. Yes, she did. There that if you, uh, she, her big thing was as well. Obviously, there's women in industry. Like there's there's very few, and so you do want to like establish a presence. And her way of doing that, she had a very like talked with a very deep voice, and she wanted to seem more masculine and and have have a bigger presence. And she talked in this very very deep voice, and it sounds like a like a teenager coming out of puberty. Oh uh, yeah. And uh. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting, but then there's been a couple of videos where she actually like her voice, like she breaks character and she'll talk in like her normal voice. But for what it's worth, she did for like 99.99% of the time talk in this voice and carried that character out. It was impressive. Speaking of which, uh, do you buy the whole Austin Butler thing with his Elvis voice? like months and months after the filming of Elvis, he kept talking like Elvis and he's like, did he say it was like stuck? Like he's like, I'm so accustomed to it now. I don't even know what I actually sound like. It was like, what you were talking like that 24 seven to where it became your thing. Like, well, isn't that where they say, Oh, I'm a method actor. I'm getting into the character and I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And like, I can't, you know, and that's where you see, you know, we've had tragic things happen for people at method act. And I don't know. Method acting. So in my opinion, it's dumb. Like, I get, oh, I want to become the character. I want to get into it. It's like, no, you just want to, you want to be a look at me type of person. Like, look how embedded I went to into this role to get to that mental state. No, I think you're just like over dramatic and wanting people to well, recognize think, you for how far you're willing to go for a role. I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's kind of a, a thing where like you can have good actors that will just go out and do what they're supposed to do and act there. I think it's the problem is, is when you, try and cast somebody for a very specific thing that's the problem and like uh christian bale is a pretty good one with yeah. it is he gets too far into it so he, he has had a multitude of roles that he has gone very unhealthily into in terms of like body physique like what was like the machinist? Art. he was like 
100 pounds or something. He lost all the weight he possibly could. He was literally skin and bones. And then he balloons up for another role. Yeah. And then he plays the Batman. So he gets Arthur. shredded. He's played Arthur and Joker. And he yeah. was like just skinny. Like it's, so skinny. It's just one of those things where like you just – it's it's an unhealthy thing all on its own. It's like you should probably not advocate for that. Like find the person that fits the role well. So like I hate to also typecast people, but like – Daniel Radcliffe, Hugh Jackman, they play their roles very well because, like, they already kind of fit the persona of the character itself. So, like, you know, Daniel Radcliffe with Harry Potter, he, he looks like what J.K. Rowling illustrated in her books. And, you know, British kid, black hair, glasses, holy shit, that's Harry Potter. Hugh Jackman kind of got the, he, you know, he can grow the mutton chops out. He had the whole look. He was shredded. Boom. That's Wolverine. And, like, they kind of hate that, but, like, they... Well, Hugh Jackman has been able to do other roles outside of just Wolverine. Daniel Radcliffe has kind of not really done too much outside of Harry Potter. He's done his smaller movies, but, like, no one cares. They're like, oh, yeah, you're fucking Harry Potter. You guys never watched that Weird Al movie with Daniel Radcliffe, did you? Uh, no. There, there was no. A, a satirical movie that was made about Weird Al, and Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al. It kind of looked funny, but it also looked real gimmicky, and I never watched it. I see it advertised every once in a while, like on the Roku home screen, where it's like, oh, watch this movie. I've seen it advertised. I just have never watched it. But. What, do, what do you think about people remaking movies that have already been made? It's, so, like, it's, my it's, most recent example is White Men Can't Jump. I think it's lazy. A very classic movie for people that have seen it. It was good at its time, but now they've redone it with you know the the 2020 era spin on it it's like did we really need to do that it's like when when are they remaking the titanic when they're making like like it's it seems like it's it is lazy it's a cash grab like people know the title and they want to do it but like what the fuck is the point of it because for the people that have seen the older ones i feel like it just tarnishes your nostalgic memories of it people that never saw the old ones like oh this movie's great and they're like no this is trash like what the fuck i think it's extremely lazy um, I think Hollywood is running out of ideas. The like they're rehashing Beetlejuice. Like they're doing another Beetlejuice movie. Who's clamoring for that? Who's sitting there going, man? Nobody. I really wish they made another Beetlejuice. It, whether it's the second one or a remake of the first one, nobody's clamoring for that. I mean, Disney's even getting lazy by just making live action movies of the same but they stuff never, they've already put out. For them, I feel like that's all a tax write-off, though. Because those live-action movies never do well. <laughs> no, it's just they, they're... It's like, hey, I don't care if it's a bomb. Why not? You know? It's just... I, I think it's lazy. They're running out of ideas. Um, and then also reprising roles of older characters. So, like, the new Flash movie, for whatever reason, has Batman in it. And then Michael Keaton is going to play Batman, one of the Batmans. There's multiple Batmans because they're doing a multiverse thing. I'm also sick of the multiverse. I get it. There's a multiverse. Different timelines. Stop it. It's boring. It's lazy. I'm done with it. Come out with some new stuff. Do something. Just anything different. Like, if you have an interesting take on it. I didn't even know they were doing the flash. I thought that guy kidnapped, like, a kid or something, and they were going to cancel all of his stuff. Oh, no. He did something, something, and everybody tried to cancel him, but they said, oh, you know, he deserves a second chance or what. I don't know what he... I have no idea what he did. I don't even know the dude's name. I think he kidnapped a kid. I don't know. I don't know what the dude's name... Who plays the Flash. You you can look that up. But Michael Keaton is going to be in the movie as Batman. It's like, why? Just for nostalgic purposes? Yeah. I think we looked at was it last week that we looked this up and he was like just a small portion of it like he's just a, a glimpse 
So Urza Miller was his name. Uh, Ezra? Ezra, sorry. Yeah. Ezra Miller. So you can look up what he did, yeah. but this is actually going to segue kind of right into um, one of the other topics I talked about. See, see how we did that? I know I'm hard transitioning now. It. I know I'm ruining it. You did a good job, <laughs> and then you ruined it. But the Writers Guild Association is on strike right now, which means that all of these people that write for Hollywood TV, Hollywood movies, they're striking. And uh, my understanding of the strike is much like any strike, better pay, better working conditions, better benefits. So they're striking on behalf of themselves, which I get. One of the funny things I think that they're striking about is don't let AI take our jobs. And I think, I don't remember if we talked about that. Write more movies. Yeah. Make more movies. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or if this was something we were discussing after the podcast. But I do think it's funny that they're concerned that AI is going to be able to take their jobs. Now, I've mentioned the show a couple of times. um, The Dan Lebertard show, which I'll listen to occasionally. They have a segment where... One of the guys who's older, he's an older gentleman, probably in his 60s or 70s, but he does a segment called Back in My Day, where he writes an article about just random things. Like he could write an article, beer, back in my day, beer was this, that, or the other thing. There weren't no craft beers. Like that's kind of his shtick. And they did a comparison between something that he wrote for Back in My Day and then ChatGPT did the same thing. And you could pretty well tell they didn't tell you which one was which but you could tell which one was written by a person and which one mm-hmm. was written by the computer yeah ai obviously could get to the point where it could take writers jobs i don't think it's going to have creative thought because ai at the current point is just picking off of other things it finds around the internet so it's going to come up with back to the future 15 it's going to come up you know with those types of things well, people how are much it currently doing yeah how much is, is it, it, it of it is it actually working within the bubble and it's just kind of picking off stuff that's within this bubble versus stuff that's actually outside of the bubble. Because I don't think AI is venturing out. It's just working with what it has inside the bubble. I agree. And I think um, I was talking to one of our friends uh, and he was telling me about ChatGPT. And it will tell you the information that it's spitting back to you is based off of information within this time frame. It's, it's, it's before 2022, I believe. Yeah. yeah. It cuts off after 2021. So, like, it does have a very select amount of data. Like, you're, oh, we're talking from the recent internet till now, which is an absolute shit ton of information. Like, that's yeah. without yeah. without question. That's a lot. Like, that's just how it goes. But I think the reason why people, like, get afraid is that, like, we do follow, like, it's like human nature to follow patterns like you you do what's successful so like you look at any realm of music movies content that people consume for fun there's very big patterns like you look at even just like movies like everyone does they, they make a fun like when we were younger you know early oos not another teen movie euro trip uh american pie like it's the same fucking movie over and over again slightly rehashed with another thing and it's like why did we like that? Well, because we we just fucking loved it because it was funny. Like it was all same stupid slapstick humor that didn't matter. And we're like, oh yeah, this is funny. I liked it. Horror well, movies, same it, shit. At least, oh, crazy guy kills somebody. Wow. At, at least that those type of movies, and you guys might disagree with this. Were when we were growing up, were at least more relatable, right? Like there was a group of kids that grew up on those types of movies, and it was like, oh yeah, college. You know, like we're going into college, or we're in high school about to go into college. So those movies were like something at least relatable but like 
again, who's relating to Beetlejuice? Why are we rehashing this other than it's just a money grab and we've run out of ideas? So the fact that the writers are striking, I think, is kind of comical because I, I think what some of these producers are saying is I could use an AI to just write me a Back to the Future spinoff. <clears throat> Or a you can whatever I think you can off. use it to get yourself out of a, a writer funk, in a way. I believe it's called writer's block, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you could. <laughs> We've all been a funk oh, in a sorry. funk, you, whatever. You're not a writer, I can tell. Well, yeah. So I struggle uh, speaking. I could barely write. I can barely read too. Now I do think there are guys in Hollywood that are very creative and do write some unique stuff i know so one of the big names that is on strike right now is seth mcfarland who does family guy and american dad he said i'm joining the writers as guild in their strike so they're not sure what's going to happen with family guy or american dad but there are other guys one of my one of my favorite actors and writers at this point is um wow i just thought of his character name and not his actual name um brian is it Family Guy? No, it's no. not Brian. Also, I'll say Family Family Guy, American Dad, The Cleveland Show. Like that's the same shit. Like no offense to him. Like they are very funny. Like they, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed uh, Family Guy for a long time. I haven't watched it in probably the last five six years. Have they ever done crossovers between those? I don't know. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. But like that's essentially the same show, just slightly rebranded. So I'm yeah. not going to give him credit for being a, such a great writer. Like no, that's the same. Once again, same kind of humor delivered in the same format, just slightly catered to a specific audience so like you're not really breaking any barriers there like family guy is funny but that also piggyback of like the simpsons like kind of animated slapstick humor pokes fun at current events have something weird in between and then oh look it works out so the the person i was thinking of was bill Hader. so mm. he was from saturday night live he did a few different you know movies but he is a writer and producer of a show on hbo or i guess now it's technically called max is that's true yeah i don't know why horrible horrible Uh, rename whatever not my company leave it hbo max um but bill Hader stars writes produces a show called barry and the show is about his character bill Hader plays the main character barry who's a hitman but he discovers an acting class and he wants to no longer be a hitman and he wants to become an actor, but he can't escape his hitman past. And that just keeps haunting him throughout the entire show as he tries to break into Hollywood and become an actor. I've not heard of this. It's a, it's, it's a very dark comedy, but I absolutely love that show. And that is a just like, it's kind of like drawing out of a hat almost. Like, it's almost like he just said, hitman professional actor and made a show out of it but it works and it's he it's acted well it's written well it's very entertaining it's a again extremely dark comedy but we have, we have we have agreement we have people saying that it's very good so but that is something that i thought was <laughs> but they hit agreement with you so it makes sense <laughs> i just can't win but it's something a, that is a first like both in the the beer tastings and any of opinion that's that's the first. Yeah, this is a big yeah. night. Big huge, big night for you. Huge night. Take this huge in night. while you have it. By the way, so I've decided all of the beers that we've had for brewery review or whatever we just random shit we have in the fridge. That's what I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> it's <laughs> Yingling. I don't know what you did to this beer, but it is so raging. Eagle mango, dude. 
I pour, I poured it in my mug. I don't. If you're on the stream, you can see I'm now drinking out of a can. I can't finish it. It is so bad. bad. It's so bad. Wow. Also one I got chose, though. So just throwing that out there. I, it, Most of these beers are things that he left in this. In this, this is all the sins of your past coming yeah. back. Yeah, I'm drinking all of my sins of to the past. Haunt you. Yeah. But it, so, anyways, anyway. I, I do find it interesting this whole thing with Hollywood and the Writers Guild. I'm not sure. I'm curious how long they're going to hold out and when it's going to actually start affecting what we watch because. I don't think it's for me. It's not really relevant because I just don't watch main. You watch YouTube. I watch yeah. My main form of content's YouTube. Like and those people are people that are like I would I would consider probably more original than most others in terms of like the people that I currently watch. Now obviously you have a lot of people that will piggyback off of like humor and other things and try and like copycat a channel that's doing well. But when you can find the ones that are actually original, it's really good. But the Writers Guild like they're gonna fucking cave like everyone else does it's fun to like throw a strike out but once they stop getting paid and they have no money because like not all of the writers are you know well off they're kind of fucked like they're like oh well dude i i have bills to fucking pay i'm not sick mcfarland i don't own two fucking shows i don't have millions of and dollars a production money. company yeah like he could be like oh yeah i'm championing this I'm like oh it must be real hard just you know fucking having a vacation out in cancun for the next three months while everyone else is like dude i gotta i have to have a fucking job that's a real reason he joined the strike he just wanted an extent vacation no it's all it is so like that's why i always hate when you see the same thing with like nba lockouts and other shit i'm like oh yeah it must be real hard not to do your job when you already had millions of dollars anyway to just fuck around and do whatever you wanted i just want a classic picket picket line with a picket fence everything yeah, well, bring you know. back the picket line where i, I, I haven't <laughs> seen one in a long time <laughs> well yeah what do we want not, picket no, lines no, when do we want it now now yeah i i obviously tough for Anybody that does strike and for the families and everything, but uh, yeah, just like joke it. I just want to see it. Well, we'll see where it goes. I don't know when or if it's actually going to start affecting the programming that we watch. I do think there is a difference, though. You were talking about YouTube. You were watching creators, like they actually create the content, whereas these writers are doing it for someone. Create the content for other people, right? So it's like these writers. If they were smart, they would figure out a way to take their writing and then just either perform it within themselves, like, hey, who in our group can act, and just start like producing their own YouTube shorts and YouTube channels. And if I'm YouTube, maybe that's what I'm doing. I'm going to these writers and I'm saying... It's a little too hard for them, because I mean, it's the same thing you say about ghostwriters for uh, musical artists. Like, yeah, dude, I fucking wrote a fantastic song, but I have no musical ability, <clears throat> so I'm fucked. And that's kind of what that's that's their that's their niche. It's like they find someone that has the talent to do what they can't, but they give them the platform to do that with it. But what I'm saying is, if those writers went and found actors like small time actors that they could do shows on YouTube. Now YouTube TV has their own brand of content because it's a free platform that they can upload this stuff to. So why not take their talents to YouTube and then they're getting paid for how many views, right? And they have the analytics of their shows that aren't behind a big corporation. If they were smart, they would start looking into that option. But some of it, yes, it's it's just hard because like it's a very specific thing to do. And then like you look at like anytime you anytime you boost someone up to fame, the expectations increase exponentially. Is you know we've seen YouTube stars that have gone from nothing to everything very quickly, and now they won't fucking talk to anybody. Like oh well, I'm doing a brand deal for two million this year on this and then like I won't talk to you if you do this and then like it just becomes a fucking they become just brand deals oh yeah we do this we do this like why because they paid me and then use everything that they were actually relevant for you know what the way uh, to make money right now social media only fans snapchat oh 
Snapchat. I, I kid you. Got your OnlyFans put up there? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. What is that? How much are you making over yeah, there? Yeah, what's that? How much Aaron are you making? Thompson? What is that? Yeah. What's, what's, no, what's no, the no, handle no. there, bud? No, no, no. How, how, are you making, how are you making money on Snapchat? You can find so, us at the Only, OnlyFans at The Last Call Podcast. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you get all the hot takes we have. It's just us with our feet up on the desk. <laughs> Some very strange content. Very, now, very strange. So I saw like a Reddit post the other day that... Uh, David Dobrik, you know, I follow him, whatever, watched his stuff for years. Supposedly making thirty to forty thousand dollars a day on Snapchat. A, a day? A day. That's I mean, yeah. Thirty to forty thousand dollars a day. That's wild. Same thing, him, um, and then Corinna Kampf is another one of the like people in his group, whatever. She makes a ton of money off of uh OnlyFans. Like blew up because of that. Are so you thirty to forty thousand dollars a day? Apparently, are, she makes the same. Are you surprised by this number? I'm. I'm going to tell you what the math behind that is because I can't think in numbers right now. Are you surprised that this number is smaller or larger than what you think it would be? Thirty forty. It, it's essentially eleven million. Thirty thousand dollars a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year is eleven million. Pre-tax. Well, yeah, but I'm not. I'm just saying the so the roughly, number eleven million. It's, it's thirty to forty thousand dollars a day it seems like it would be a lot higher than that. that that's what I'm yearly. saying. Yes, that's I what agree. I thought. I would agree. That's what I'm saying. Thirty to forty thousand dollars a day seems like it should be a hell of a lot more than eleven uh, so, million dollars. Yeah. Unfortunately, so, that it, that's no like that's the that's the wild thing is like unfortunately we've had the I don't want to say the benefit but like people like all of the billionaires like learning how much they make per minute. 30, oh my god 30 40 insane. like that i'm like oh yeah that, that makes sense that wouldn't even be close like, so yeah. like there was the, like when michael jordan became the first billionaire athlete they were talking about how much money he made per minute yeah and then they then they talked about bill gates and they're like <laughs> you're not what, even on what, the like, yeah, jordan's fucking, not even on yeah, the what spectrum jordan makes for him is like oh dude i fucking sneeze and i already have made way more than you and you that was your six month salary right there like it's fucking it's ridiculous yeah. so like when you say thirty four thousand dollars a day like for most people i what's the average income for a household in the united states is less than fifty five thousand dollars a year so thirty to forty thousand dollars a day sounds phenomenal oh uh, I'm, I'm not disagreeing i'm not yeah. i'm yeah, no, we're but, just saying, so, like, in the grand scheme of things, to thirty, forty thousand dollars a day, you'd think that seems like a lot more in a year. But to make when yeah. you multiply that out, to make a billion dollars in a year, you have to three hundred sixty-five days a year. You have to make three million dollars every single day. Yeah, that's no. insane. So, insane. But I do want to know more about how David Dobrik is making so, all this money on Snapchat. So, have you ever? Are you subscribed to anybody on Snapchat? Like, no, you don't no. follow anybody. You don't follow like Barstool or something like that, right? No. So it's it's just like following somebody on YouTube, like subscribing to them on YouTube. You just see their Snapchat stories, and it's like anybody, like your friends that post on their story on Instagram, on Snapchat, whatever. All you do is see their story. Well, when you're clicking through these, every fifth freaking Snapchat is, is an, an ad. ad. Yeah. Uh, and okay. you're able to click through them, but every, like I said, every fifth one they, is an paid, ad. But you can click through it, it and yeah, they, they're paid fair. for it. Yep, like yep, the company yep. paid for the spot to be on David Dobrik's, like a, a, a small portion of it. So it's, it's, They've yeah. got a sandwich and they're paying to be that small portion of the the one layer of that sandwich right and uh but it's it's insane it's insane 
I can't it, believe it. I, I don't. I've always been curious about whether or not the you have to be famous in order to utilize that platform or how easy it is to build a platform for yourself and then become that person. Snapchat or YouTube or just, just in general, general, but let's, let's take, let's take Snapchat. If I started doing that right and posting Snapchats, I I think TikTok is the best because I feel like TikTok's algorithm is the most, what I'm going to say, random where you can become viral and then get really big, really quick. True. Instagram. I don't know. It, it, it's crazy to me on Instagram, just even on our posts at the T-H-E-E Last Call Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you like how I, I, and, you and, like and, how and, I dress the camera as well? We're going to get the OnlyFans thing, though. Our toes but, are going to be out. But I find it crazy to me that I'll post a clip and it'll get 2,000 views. And then a couple days later, I'll post one and it'll get 50. It's like how, like that. It makes no sense. It, 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 very inconsistent. It's very inconsistent. Yeah. Whereas I think TikTok, and maybe it's just as consistent, and I don't know, it, it, but it seems like people are able to get bigger quicker on TikTok because of the way their algorithm set up and who it serves it to. It, it, it's very interesting to me how that all works. But I, I've, I'm surprised they're making that much on Snapchat. Like how much do you think? Well, and I, it's not even good content. I, like, I think when's the last piece of good content like he's put out? Like, that's he's, the thing. He's a I mean, name he stopped, at this point. He stopped uploading to YouTube. I, I will say, you're not going to get that kind of following. You're not going to be able to make that money without having a big following, which he got from YouTube, which he got from Vine, right? I think so it's also- he did. He did put in the effort to get there, right? And now it's kind of at the point where you're just kind of steamrolling, right? You jump from one social media platform to the next, and what, you just bring that following with you, right? So that's what I'm saying. And, it's it's more over like knowing what possibly. So like, I've had this theory. And it's not theory. It's I think it's very readily available across all of any kind of marketing. Good marketing company is like sell to kids. So Disney yeah. is probably the top tier of like sell to fucking children. But same thing with any YouTuber or anything like that. It's like they will – kids are brain dead. They will watch anything. If they think yeah. it's slightly funny, they'll fucking do it. It's like David Dobrik, uh, the Paul brothers, any of them. Just sell to fucking kids and people – they will they will come to you in a flock. So like what do kids use now? Snapchat. They use it all the fucking time. TikTok, they use it all the fucking time. So sell to kids. You move from what platform to what platform to what platform, you're going to easily do that because they're all they're consuming every single thing well, that you do. And I find it interesting. I mean, you say sell the kids, but then you have David Dobrik, who's not necessarily like he's borderline. He's, he's very edgy. he's very edgy. He, like he caught he, the cusp of what was like maybe young adolescence, like where like maybe they're about to go into college or they're younger than that, where like they wanted to be like this guy seems pretty cool. Like I really I really would fucking like to be like that. And he did catch them, but for the most part, it's, like, you just have to sell to the young kids because, like, fucking Coco Mel and all that bullshit, like, a production company that puts out something that is dog shit animation for what most people are like, I'm not going to watch that, but kids, fuck it, dude, they eat it up. Well, somebody actually, and I think it was on TikTok that I saw this, explained why Coco Mel, and it's because it is ADHD nuts. Like, it's like each bright colors well it's bright colors but then every Big scene sounds. is one second or it's like less than two seconds every single scene it's constantly moving constant like no wonder kids can't focus on anything i mean i can't focus on anything i'm probably we were probably the first generation that like started that thing right it's just like we can't focus on anything because everything's constantly moving and flashing in front of our eyes i don't know yeah. I, that's that's a different discussion but like i think kids are just 
so impressionable. Like, same thing with the iPad kids that everyone likes to make fun of. Like, you know, parents just get so tired. Like, fuck it, dude. Let's just uh, give, them, give them a video to fucking watch. Like, yeah. I can't deal with this. And so you just you just sell to that. You'll make a f- absolute shit ton of money. Yeah. You, 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 I mean, don't, you don't have to do it for a couple of years. If you were the most popular YouTuber, like, what was the kid that opened toys? It was a kid that yeah, opened oh, so, yeah. toys with whatever. He was making $20 million a year. Like, Well, his parents were making his $20 million, million his dollars a year. His parents weren't messing, all, like, all he screwing did them over. Was just, would just open toys that yeah. other kids probably would have liked. But like that's all That's all that channel was, was him. Oh, my yeah. God, I'm opening this new thing. And like, I mean, kudos to you if you're able to pull that off. I mean, like, to be honest. If you're able I, to exploit I, your child. <laughs> Well, no, 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 no. I mean, like, if you're able to gain a following and, like, you make money off of YouTube, whatever. If you could do that, that I'm sorry, it's it's a lot better than doing a normal job. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. It's a lot more entertaining. I just, like, with David Dobrik, I thought the videos and stuff that he was doing on, like, YouTube required a lot more effort. There was a lot more, like, content substance. to it. Like, substance to it. But now what I, what I wanted to get to is that the Snapchats and everything. It's just him. It, he travels to a place. They go out to look, eat. Look at me at this place. Look, look at, at me this, this food. place. Here's the food that I'm eating tonight. Now we're going to go do a thing. Now we're at dinner. Here's the food that I'm eating. And here's the people that I'm But here's I'm the like, thing. Come Why on, do guys. lot video effort when little video yeah. effort yeah. But, do good? And that's what I'm saying. I'm not knocking you for doing it. I just that's think why. it You're going to get lazy. You're it just roll into stinks. It. It does. You can only give out so many Teslas, bro. So he's got to he's got to figure no. something else out. No. All right, whatever. Before last call, because we're starting to get close, I've got two things that I want to cover, both sports related. So the past, what was it? Last weekend, uh, the PGA Championship was held, which is the second major in golf of the year. And I found something interesting out about the trophy, which is the person who wins that trophy does not get to keep it really they have to return that trophy before the next year's tournament is it yeah, an original really? it's one trophy there's it's not one like dupl- trophy do they make a duplicate i think they will give you a replica that you okay. can put in your trophy case but the actual trophy you get a year with it and then you have to return it same thing with the claret jug which is the uh the british opens uh championship trophy okay. you win the uh, british open you get the trophy for one year and then you have to return it so i was like what other trophies is that the case? Like, what what do you have to return, or what like is not the actual trophy? I mean, oh, sorry, We're, I I don't want to jump in your content. Go for it. No, what uh, you? Oh, is it, it the floor is open? Yeah, go for it. I uh, I, I have a list. But Stanley Cup. I know every player gets like what one night with it, where you get to do you whatever you can eat a bowl of cereal out of it, right? Every dude, player, I, dude. I eat a bowl of cereal out of it. It's a big bowl. Every player, I was, well, you're not whole, put, you're not putting milk in it. I know you're no, eating I'm not, dry I'm, cereal. I'm, I'm pulling it. the whole Captain Crunch there and enjoying them. I'm not. I'm trying to. I'm we've trying already to had this cereal. We've already had this cereal conversation. I'm not fighting with Sean again okay. about how he eats. You're cereal. both wrong, so it's fine. It's whatever. So here is the list of trophies that you have to return, or that is not the actual trophy in sports. Board Warner, Board Warner, the Indianapolis 500. Yep. Always remains at the Indianapolis Speedway. Yep. You get a smaller replica trophy of it, but you do yep. not get to actually take the trophy. It's called a baby Borg, yes. by the way. Yep. Oh, it is named. It's it's adorable. Oh. <laughs> the, I really like that. The NFL and the NBA both create a new trophy every single year, and yep. those actually get to go with the team. Same thing with the MLB. Yep. 
the uh, I don't even know what the MLB's trophy is called, but you get that each team gets a new trophy every year. The World Cup, soccer, FIFA World Cup, doesn't leave FIFA. FIFA keeps Which that trophy. Wait, that's the same one every single time. They present you with that trophy, but yeah. everybody else gets a replica. They, oh, okay. They okay. take it back. Gotcha. You already mentioned the Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup. Every player on the team gets to have a night with the and. You, I don't know if you guys saw it blew up on social media when uh, the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup and Alex Ovechkin went absolutely nuts like they paraded that thing through Las Vegas and they were like they were partying with the cup it was the crazy thing about that trophy is that it's got every every team's name on it right it, it, and with every team member on it I'm like Dude, this thing's gonna be massive yes, here in ten years. That's tr- fucking huge. That like, trophy keeps getting bigger. The they keep adding layers to it. it. Yeah. Uh that's the that's um, Borg Warner has Borg Warner? all the faces okay, it, on it, yeah. but they're able to like it, they're on like a bottom section now, but they're able to like sp- I, it, it's, it's Do they scale it's kinda, the faces? No, they no, don't they, it, they they're can't. all the same size. They're all the same size. They're all about yay big. About the size of an egg, a little bit smaller than an egg. Um, that's but pretty the, fucking sizable. God damn. It, it, yeah, man. Are you talking about extra jumbo or like small? Like, where are we at here? I still think like a, the, or, yeah, like, the portion that's, that's, taken up by the Stanley Cup, I think is bigger. And I think they're going to run out of room and that thing's going to be ridiculous here in like 10 years. The last one that I saw was the MLS, which does the same thing as the FIFA World Cup. Everybody gets a replica trophy, but the trophy stays with the organization. Huh. But I just thought it was which interesting. Which I think is the right take, though. Like, give people the fake trophies. Who gives present, a shit? Present them with a the real trophy. Let them touch it. Let them, you know, whatever. But and then, then give them a replica, whatever, to yeah, go home keep with. It, keep it with the organization. Because though. I think it means more that that trophy, that exact trophy, has been touched by all the legends of the game Absolutely. or whatever, right? Only the champions. That. No so, losers. So the Indy 500. Fuck the losers. So, no one cares about them. <laughs> so the Indy 500, when it's presented to the next person, I this uh, this upcoming Sunday, yeah, it's the same trophy that has been handed to all 107 other that one. Oh, the one you're with, the one I'm with. Oh, you got a picture with it's it. Me holding it. it. <laughs> you didn't win that. You know, you're a liar. You've never fucking won that in your life. But I, I just thought it was interesting that you would think that like, oh yeah, they get a trophy and that's like the real trophy. No, like it, a lot of the trophies either have to be returned yeah. or are replicas that they actually go Which home with. Which is fine though, because like you need that sacred like, even with like people that win the Masters, like there's only so many people that have that specific jacket. The green jacket. And I don't know if they get to take that home with them. I think, I think oh, that the green... Do you think it stays in the clubhouse? I, 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 did, I didn't look this up. I think the green jacket might... This is not factual. I have no idea. Might actually stay at Augusta, and that you only wear it when you go to Augusta, mm-hmm. because otherwise you don't think you know how like sometimes you'll see guys on the sidelines that just got introduced into the NFL Hall of Fame and they're wearing their gold jackets on the sidelines and stuff. Yeah, you never see anybody from Augusta doing that. They're not showing up to the PGA Championship and the, like John Rahm didn't show up to the PGA Championship wearing his green Masters jacket, right? So I th- think. Did you look it up? Uh, Superman, JTG Prime, says uh, they made the change after one was sold to a pawn shop in, in Augusta. So now they, they stay, stay in the, the clubhouse. So now. now they stay in the clubhouse. This is, this is recent, yeah. Gotcha. So anyways, I just thought that was an interesting fact. It just keeps it. Thank you. Like, Thank pres- you for looking that up. Preserves the game. Like, you know, everyone loves to say that shit. Like, it's tradition. And I know PGA and Lib have had their whole thing. Like, oh, tradition. But, like, I think it does. It's nice to know that, like, oh, yeah, like. 
This is very specific. Like, I would love to, if I was, uh, if I had the chance to, you know, hold the Borg Warner, it'd be awesome. Like, I won this, so I know that other 107 guys yeah. or 106 guys in front of me, they were also winners. And, it, like, it wasn't yeah. just some fucking Joe Schmo bullshit that, like, I had to, like, oh, yeah, I'm touching with the peasants. It's I don't something do that. that tra- <laughs> it, it, it's something that transcends, you know, time and space and history. Like, it's... Because it it's is bigger. the exact same trophy that the others have touched. been presented with or touched or yeah. whatever. Whereas, again, when Tom Brady, when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won their Super Bowl and... Tom Brady chucked it over to Gronk across the boats in the river, and it almost went into the the river. And everybody was like, "Super!" It's like, yeah, but like, yeah, they won the trophy, but they can get another one. Yeah, that, that, it's that, like, that's okay. what makes it like more like, oh, like people did get upset about that. I was like, well, that's fake for sure. Like, there's no shot that the NFL would have let them have the real trophy to fucking throw on a boat. But it's because they get their own trophy. Like that is yeah. that is, a new trophy is made every single year, and then the team gets that trophy, right? Which is so. fine because it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, but if you guys want to, if you want to dive for it at the bay, pop off, do that. But the, I'm not putting the real trophy out there. Exactly. So, all right. Well, it's that time of the night. What time of the night is it? It is the last call. Last call. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. You guys gotta switch spots now. Oh, yeah. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last call on the last call podcast, where every week we do a little something different. This week, I have to give up my chair, and uh, that is the last call. <laughs> see, see, see ya. No, I'm giving, up. <laughs> I'm giving up my chair for something, but it's Warner's last call, so what do you got? All right, all right. we're going to get this started. So, all right, let's right. we'll switch first? Yep, let's do that. Talk on. There's a lot of grunting in this. Oh my god! Here we are. We're, we're, we're moving seats. It takes a lot of effort. Oh, your your ears are warm. <laughs> I can say the same for you. <clears throat> your headphones are very loose. How big is your head? It's large. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jimmy Neutron over here. He's got a bl- brain blast. All right, Nick. Well, I'll give you a second. Oh, you're, what are you putting on a, a tie? tie? I don't what know is, about this. Is this game show host? What's going on here? <clears throat> All right. I think I need to turn your headphones up. You do? Oh. No, he's fine. Is it, is Re- it pretty re- quiet? Yeah, relative oh. to what... Anyways, go ahead. What, right, what keep, do you got? No, no, no. Keep, keep talking amongst yourselves. I'm getting, uh, you know... Really, really. Well, no. So here, when right? I, when I talk into the mic, I can hear myself, and I can obviously hear all you guys. But now I'm quietly hearing myself in the mic. Just a little bit of behind the scenes of how Tom's things actually work around here. He can't hear himself talk. It's fine. I all do right. enjoy listening to myself. The smooth <coughs> stylings of Aaron Thompson. <laughs> do you like smooth jazz? Oh, what is the PowerPoint? What the fuck? Uh, presented, <laughs> presented. I like the presented by Nick part. Yeah, dude, I showed up with the tie and everything. All right, so we uh, just for the podcast. The, it, this is a visual thing so far, but it says a quest for answers. A quest Pre- for answers presented by Nick. Uh, this is confidential for business use only. Okay, please. All right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. are we supposed to just sit here and listen? Then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I, um, I, I would appreciate. We'll, we'll take questions at the end. Okay. So. Um, hopefully this works here. Uh, so uh, a quest for answers presented by Nick. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. <laughs> for years and centuries, 
our greatest stepbrothers kind of hey, ruins it for me. Will you stop it? I'm presenting. I am presenting. Questions will be had at the end of the presentation. Oh, sorry, for, sorry, sorry. for centuries, our uh, greatest physicians, uh, you know, scientists, mathematicians, and philosophers yep, have yep. looked to answer life's greatest questions. <clears throat> Where did we come from? Oh, my God. How were the pyramids built? What happens after we die? Do aliens exist? Will there ever be world peace? And is cheesecake a pie? Hell yeah, let's go. The great debate, baby, let's go. I am here to answer this question. Oh no, not the cheesecake so, question. Um, I decided to go about this in a very uh, specific way, and I needed a little bit of help from our friend, the scientific method. <laughs> <clears throat> So here we have the scientific method. Step one, ask a question. Step two, state a hypothesis. Step three, conduct an experiment. Step four, analyze the results. And step five, make a conclusion. How much time did you put into this presentation? (laughs) At least four to five normal hours. I spent a lot of time. I I did not sleep last night. (laughs) All right. Step one, we're going to ask a question. What type of dessert is a cheesecake? Is it a cake? Yes. Is it a pie? It's a a cake. Or could it be something else? Great questions, Zudid. Three great questions. None of... I I won't have it. I won't have it. On your classroom. None of the sighing. You are destroying the scientific method with your comments. We have a fabulous piece of cheesecake right here. Looks delicious, right? Do either of you uh, even eat cheesecake? Yes, I, I do. do like cheesecake. I, I knew you would. I was. Oh, shut up! <laughs> of course, you know I like cheesecake. All right, step two. We're gonna state a hypothesis. So for me, um, I, I think this is gonna so this rattle. Is based on your opinion, this is my opinion right now. Wait, you got to start somewhere, right? You start somewhere, you develop it, uh, 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 an experiment, and you find out if if your original thought is is correct or not. I'm gonna rattle some cages here. Oh boy! Rattle some cages. Here we go. I believe cheesecake is a pie. Oh god! I believe cheesecake is pie. Now I'm. I know. I know you want to say something. Nope. Go ahead. Please bud. hold. Please nope, hold. Yep. And I was I, really hoping you were going to say it's uh something else. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. It is something else. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I kind of was also hoping for that as well. Yes. I was thinking it's a. In but a let's let's thing. start with but the pie. I leave, I, I but like I, I leave it. I leave it at there. Just something else. All right. I don't know. <laughs> Step three: conduct an experiment. So, to do this, I couldn't do this by myself. I had to assemble a team that we were not a part of. No, no. I assembled a crack group of scientists, pie experts, pie experts to fit your agenda. Yeah, no, I yes. get it. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> The only people that I knew that could do this. So I want you to meet the team. <laughs> Dude, Big Pie was meet behind Meet the team. Oh, it, it, what the? It's dog. <laughs> this is the team. Your team is a Great Dane and a Rottweiler. Our lead scientist, Nova. The Rottweiler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You understand this is a visual gag for an oh, audio yes, podcast. Yes, yes. 
this. Forget about this. It is literally a Rottweiler. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. With glasses. If you would have had a lab coat, it would have been even better. But it's a Rottweiler you know with glasses. She, it's a Rottweiler with glasses. It's phenomenal. Um, our lead scientist, this is Nova. She has um, around two years of experiment uh, experience. She's On Earth? Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she knows her food. She knows her food. She gets down with some food. Yes. Um, she's still developing, right? But I, I trust her, her intuition, right? All right, all right. Uh, um, our lead analyst, Macy. Lead analyst. Like why, is she, like, why is she saying paint me like one of your French girls in this book? But you also had to Photoshop the glasses onto her, like, very... That's not Photoshop. I don't know. It's not Photoshop. So <laughs> we have it's, a, not, a, it's not on her ears. Fa- <laughs> the glasses aren't even on her ears. Allegedly. Way, allegedly. This is a Great Dane. A Great Dane uh, wearing sunglasses. Right it, now. it is a literal Great Dane wearing sunglasses. With her paws crossed like a fancy lady. It's actually lab glasses. Um, I, I might have to post this on the Instagram because it, it really is a sassy photo right here. <laughs> she's, she's, she's getting yes. aggressively sassy with this. So this is our lead analyst uh macy now um we had one more team member oh i had to bring in uh, in an absolute expert right i'm sure you did i call i i pulled out all the stops and made some calls and uh I got our man Fetty Wap, a oh, resident expert. Oh, did you though? Because if there's anybody that knows anything about pie he's, cheesecake, he's it's this man. All of the pies, cooking pies with his baby. Uh, yeah, okay, all in right. In the kitchen, Jesus, right? he, he is he's a he's a fiend for the baking. Mister Fetty Wap himself. So we performed some extensive extensive testing. As you can see here. Um, <laughs> We're we're tasting taste testing. We have our lead scientist and, and our analyst. lead analyst yeah. taste testing pie. So the Rottweiler is licking something out of a cup and Correct. viciously. By the way, it is viciously. It, it is empty. Very aggressive. Dog the great type. the Great Dane is very daintily. Just take. She, she's a, she's a lady of class. Like, she's a lady of class. If like, a picture denoted that. Yes. Yes. So the Rottweiler chomped the Tootsie Roll pop. And the Great Dane is trying to figure out how many licks does it take to get to the center of Correct. the Tootsie Nova hit that one, two, a three, and then hit. <laughs> and <laughs> very, very different techniques, yeah. but uh, ultimately they do get, you know. Same result. To the same result. To yeah. the same yeah. um, like I said, extensive testing. Some might even say the testing was exhaustive. We went down every single route, down every avenue, trying to figure out what cheesecake really was. So for for the podcast listeners, we've got uh, the, the, our lead scientist, our lead analyst, they're taking a nap. Uh, you know, that's, that's what you do. You got to think on your results. Sometimes you get tired, take a nap. I'm really thinking this is just a slideshow of your dogs. I'm thinking no scientific. That's a, that's a, that's a we, for debate. We said we see them a little that's different a every week, so you know it kind of rolls with it. <clears throat> All right. So now it's time. Step four. We're gonna analyze I love pumpkin pie. Analyze the results. Time, time out. Time out. Time out. Do you really? 
Oh, I fucking love pumpkin pie. Do you really? That is a, I, I'm not. A I fan. don't know that I've I'm ever heard Sean say I love anything. <laughs> it makes sense because you like the nutmeggy, whatever. I know cinnamony. Like, so like, I I'm not a big sweets guy. So I have, I have like there's two categories of sweets that I'll like, and it's like a good chocolate chip cookie and a good pie. A good pie, like I. No, so, but for, but it's the the pumpkin pie is what's startling me about. Well, this no, thing. like pumpkin pie, like a good pumpkin pie, cherry pie, apple pie, but like like. If you get weird with it, so like there's there's a thing called like chocolate pie. Don't like that. Peanut butter pie. Do not like that. The Indiana pie, cream pie, sugar cream sugar pie. cream pie. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. Hate yeah. it. So it's very specific. Very specific. There's a man that knows his pies. Apparently, it's Sean. I should have put you on the team. <laughs> Rhubarb. Terrible. I hate it. Did Fucking not. hate it. <laughs> I've been a, I've been a, I've been a regular the steering for three weeks. I've been going through the pie realm. All right? That really it. explains his reaction earlier to you didn't invite us. <laughs> Sorry to offend you. Um, That's fine. So step four, we're analyzing the results. Um, so we wanted to look at the anatomy of a pie, right? There are three main components to a piece of pie. There is the crust, the filling, and the topping. Now we're also going... Oh, gosh. Oh, what is... Oh, 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 gosh. Technical difficulties. No, you're in there. Yeah, well... Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. We gotta, we gotta pull this thing back in full screen mode here. Do we, do we miss a slide? Uh, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Hang on. <laughs> da, 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 da. Things are going so well. Well, I can assume where this is going is that you ana- you Were analyze you? the anatomy I, of a pie. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. anatomy you, of a cake. Then you analyze the anatomy of a cake, and we do a, a cross comparison. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, we're coming right back. We're coming right back here. I think you were fine. Here. You just had to just back a little bit. Boom. Right. All right. Boom. Anatomy Boom. Of no, no, a no. Pie. no. We, 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 It's got to be in full screen. Yeah. Anatomy of a pie is anatomy of a pie. We have the crust, the filling, and the topping. Right. Going so from top to bottom. From from. But yeah, bottom top, top to bottom, however you want to cut Bot- it. Bottom to bottom, yeah. yeah. Now, we have the anatomy of a cake. Uh, three main components. Again, we have cake, we have filling, if it's if it's layer, layered, and then we have icing around the, the top yeah. and around the sides, right? Yes. Right. All right. So now we did some comparative analysis. Uh, this was done by Macy. Um, very proud of her work. Does it have a crust? Yes, they both have a crust. Holy right? shit. We're comparing pie and cheesecake here. They both have a crust. Does it have a filling? Yes, they both have filling. And does it have a topping? Yes, they both have toppings. Now we're going to do the same comparative analysis. Cheesecake to cake itself, right? Is the bottom cake or does it have cake? No, cheesecake doesn't have cake. No, that's a big red X. I would uh-uh. concur with your assessment. Oh, Cheesecake does this, not have this cake. This is sponsored by Big Pie. I know it is. <laughs> does it I'm have a filling? Kidding. Does it? Hey, would you, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. No. Would, you, would you please? It does have filling. It does have a filling. Does it have a topping? Icing? No, it's that, not, it's that not icing. That is a topping. But it's not icing. But it's not icing. Why is icing a separate category? Once again, filled by... Big pie. I, we'll we'll give it. it. We'll give it one and a half, maybe one and a half. It's maybe. a maybe. Well, that's up for your opinion. Whatever. Yeah. You know. <laughs> hey, well, I'll give it one and a half. So, yeah. I didn't want to just leave this here. Right? So I I did some extra digging. 
And I stumbled upon this tweet from Alton Brown, the oh, man himself from Good Eats on Food Network. You that can't is, argue. That's objective. Look that's at this objective. tweet. September 23rd, 2020 at 7.35 a.m. This man woke up <laughs> <laughs> and tweeted. Let me put this for those for those listening. The tweet says, "Let me put this to rest. Cheesecake is a pie." See, that's wild because, like, that's a that's a fever dream tweet right there. Yeah. However, I do need to bring this up. We talked about this a long time ago on the podcast, yes. where you got in a fight, almost got in a fight with somebody at a pizza shop at three in the morning, and the year was way before 2020 yes this was 2017 or 2018 that we were having this discussion i almost yes. got kicked out of an uber yes because i was arguing with this so alton brown was late to the game we were ahead of the curve yes you heard it here first. correct yes we were way ahead of the curve so i i did not want to stop here i i thought this man had a lot of great insight so i kept going i'm a, I'm a big fan of his big fan of his work by the way so i kept digging this man did an episode called The Trouble with Cheesecake. This was an episode of uh, of Good Eats called The Trouble with Cheesecake. This aired uh, January 23rd of 2002. Unbelievable. Okay. This is well, he might, way he, he back, might, right? He, he might have been ahead of the curve. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, you know what? We're, we're still... Still sponsored by Big, Big Pie. Just stop saying. it. Stop it. Just saying. All right. <clears throat> so dug into this episode a little bit right 2002 I, I pulled out all the stops if there's anybody that you're going to believe it's a man um, listening to the heart of a watermelon I think I believe saying. him less than because hearts yeah. watermelons don't have hearts so so um, and within this episode there was a quote think about it a side of course from the crust a basic cheesecake only contains some sugar vanilla eggs and dairy it's a custard no matter how you cut it that is alton brown from good eats season five episode seven the trouble with cheesecake this is slander some sugar okay clearly alton doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and good eats is a show on what network the food network food network the food network what would they know not not big cake oh they wouldn't know food big pie pie. no not sponsored no i think it is food network he knows nothing. <clears throat> so, is it tiramisu cheesecake? Stop it! Will you let me finish? Uh, I can. Okay. So we've analyzed the results. Now it's time to draw our conclusion. We're just gonna get aggressive with it now. What did we to conclude based on our findings, Nick? Cheesecake is a a cake. Oh wait, what? <laughs> It's, no, uh, no, no, it is not. Oh, it is not. Cheesecake is not a cake. It's a cake for sure. Cheesecake is a, a pie? Nope. No, no, it is not. What? Cheesecake is not a pie. What? In fact, cheesecake is a custard, is a custard pie. <laughs> I digress. We are done. I have done the research. I have pulled together t- the team. I hate this. It is a custard pie. Is a custard pie something else? Like, okay, switch me back. Are, are we done with this presentation? Uh, questions. 
Oh, we're gonna have questions. Let yeah. switch me back, and, and I'm. There was a heavy. And then here's my here's my bigger s- pie and bigger he, cake in this, and I hate it. Here's my sources. I have to cite my sources. Oh. You, you cited the Good Eats fan page and the Reddit site. Well, you put Reddit up there. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty shit. Just throw that out there. Reddit's not as lovely. It looks like a Wikipedia of this age. Get out of here! What? Is it, you can't tell me that a custard pie is not a pie. So is this the debate now? Is a custard pie a pie? Because that's going to solve the debate of is so cheesecake it is, is a pie. It is, it is a custard cake. It is a custard, but it's a specific pie that is a custard. Yeah, but it has pie. Okay, no, I can't use that argument. I cannot use that argument because that's my argument against cheesecake. People are like, oh... Well, cake is in the name, so it has to be a cake. That's not a good argument. I, so I can't you, use you custard bake pie. Cakes, you bake cheesecake. You can bake cheesecake. What are you? What are you doing? Sit down. I, I, sit down. Sit I down, am. Bud? Yeah. I know it's yeah. hard. It's hard to he's sit after that. He's getting spaghetti because we know Thompson's close to food in general. So like, he is the Food Network, and we're we're fucking with him right now. That's <clears throat> okay. You're welcome. Well, we <laughs> we we gotta figure this one out, boys. I will like to say that we took half of our podcast to discuss <laughs> cheesecake as a pie. That is that's my favorite. You're part welcome. Of, that's my favorite part of the podcast. Horrible conclusion. Get out of here. Horrible conclusion. That's that's. How can you argue with a Rottweiler <laughs> with glasses? <laughs> you cannot. I'll Stop argue it. with it. It might not work out well for me. But I'm still going to argue with it. And a I'm great not, Dane with Photoshop glasses. Not even kidding. I spent like three hours on this. Three, three hours. Yeah, man. It was. It was. It was not worth it. We need to figure out your time. My, 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 actually, my real question is, why did I spend so much time on this? And I'm still working on that. I actually thoroughly enjoyed your presentation. I thought it was good. I don't agree with your conclusion that a custard pie is different than a pie, but that's you know, it's a custard. Cheesecake, it's a cake, custard. Cake, Cheesecake cake, is cake, a custard. Cake, that cake, that cake, is cake, the cake, ultimate. Cake. If you wanna, if you wanna. Get very specific. It's a custard pie, but ultimately, it is a custard. The Last Call podcast does not endorse anything by big pie or big cake. Just saying that out now. Like we'll just we'll keep moving on. Custard with a crust. Not I, okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, Superman. I will give you a custard with a crust. We'll go with that. We are not beholden. What about creme brulee? Is that custard with a crust? Because you can smack the top with your little spoon. Is that a, is that a cake or a pie? Tell me, sir. That is a custard. It's a custard. That should, and is it not a custard pie because it has a crust? You have to smack it. You have to crack it. No, but it's not a... That's li- a custard. No, it's just... It's crystallized custard. I don't, oh, so we have a new one. I know you are You seem very disappointed with your presentation. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I seemed... What, what do you mean? I'm disappointed. Like, like, you seem like it wasn't worth it. I thought that was great. I loved oh, it. Oh, no. I, 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 I love the I, whole I, thing. I, so I, I actually don't want you to feel bad about that because no, I, I, I love the I whole I enjoyed thing. every minute of it. <laughs> I thought it was good. Let us know in the comments whether or not you think cheesecake is a pie, and if you say it's not, you're wrong. But you know what? It's custard. Everyone's wrong because <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Sean, thanks for the cake, analysis, paid Sean. Paid by Big Cake. <laughs> Sean no, paid by Big no, Cake. It's cheesecake's cake. It's fine. Thank you all for joining in to this discussion on whether cheesecake is a pie or not. For the Last Call Podcast, I'm Mary. <laughs> for the Last Call Podcast, I'm Aaron Thompson. That's Nick Warner, and that's Sean, and we hope you have a great fucking Friday. Cheesecake is custard. Bye, friends. Nope, it's a, it's a cake. I know you want to take me home.